welcome back to another episode of Relationship Smart Women podcast. I'm Nicole Matheson, and today I'm back talking to my dear friend and Kundalini yoga teacher, Siergen. Today we're talking about aging gracefully. This is a really juicy topic, you know, because we have so much coming at us about uh, how menopausal women are of no value. It's really important we have these conversations so that we are ready to embrace these next phases of our life rather than fear them or resist them. And that is exactly what talking to Siegen has done for me. Um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. And if you want to find out more about Siegen, go to at Graceful Women on Instagram or gracefulwomen.com.au. Um, on your browser. If you're in Brisbane, I highly recommend joining her community and yeah, getting involved. Uh, last week, I had one of those weeks where you just feel freaking ugly. You know the ones and you kind of, every time you catch yourself in the mirror, you just feel really sad. And it was all about my skin not being quite as taut as it was. And I, I don't know, sometimes it hits you. You're like, you know, it's cyclical, right? Um, there's this new phase that's just entered or something and my awareness was just like boom on my skin on my face and the lines and the sagginess and I was actually really you know sad for a whole week it felt like my energy was there was other stuff going on as well of course but um yeah I thought that was just an interest like I feel better now I feel like Mm. I'm now back to looking in the mirror, seeing my full self, not just this floor mm. and, and feeling okay, like good. But um, I just thought it was interesting how, how sad it can make us to age. <laughs> and I thought that was a good kind of introduction to our conversation today, perhaps. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am. I firstly want to say I'm, I'm shocked that you would look in the mirror and think that because I always look at you and think you look amazing. Um, and so, but I think that, you know, it, it, the, the eyes we look at ourselves through are very different to the eyes that others look at us through. And um, we are hugely judgmental of ourselves, mm. um, which we would obviously never do to a friend. Um, and this is something we, I often think about or, or to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we tend to be quite judgmental. I think sometimes to our partners, we can actually be a bit brutally honest. I noticed that I'm pretty keen to point out to my husband when he's looking wrinkly. Um, <laughs> but I, I have a theory <laughs> that, <laughs> that our partners have kind of become an extension of ourselves. So they actually yeah. get the same voice that we speak to ourselves with, don't they? They're like, That's, 
that's what I that's what I think exactly so yeah. I just think there's no and I know that because my husband and I talk about how yeah we, we we're safe we're safe to talk about anything so therefore yeah. I'm safe to say oh looking a bit gray um <laughs> but interestingly he would probably unlikely do that to me so that's an interesting um I, so I he guess. he doesn't do that to you no he would only say you look gorgeous yeah Whereas I might be a little bit more honest but it might actually be as well because um you know actually I think it's more you know as a woman it's more acceptable for a man to age yeah sometimes I can feel that um this I'm going to say something now that may not be quite um I don't know how this will be viewed by people but I always think about that whole Richard and Judy scenario do you know who I mean by Richard and Judy okay there are daytime presenters in England called Richard and Judy you'd have to you have to look them up maybe we'll maybe we don't need to if you want to look them up and um I think they're married, but he looks really young and she, I'm going to be gentle. She aged, she aged where he didn't seem to. Yeah. And sometimes I say to Ian, I don't want to become Richard and Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, Cause I think it's, it's sort of one of those things that sometimes the man maybe doesn't age in the same way. And sometimes we, we take it in terms of the way we age, but it's just yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah. thing. So I, I often think there is a slight, you can get into that sort of judgment of each other, who's aging better, especially when you're the same age, in an, my in and I are the same age. Yeah. But um, what I did think is, um, I'm going to, if I can, we might get back into your little story. You're, are we allowed to talk about your cycle? Are you happy to talk about your cycle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you're still, you're still bleeding? Yes. Yes. And um, regularly? Yes, I, I can feel perimenopause coming, like as in it's regular, but it's not as regular and as, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just changing and it's less predictable than it was. But when, do you know where you were in your cycle last week? Yeah, I was just post my period, my bleed. Yeah, so you were still in that so, and this is why I th- this is why I'm saying it, it's so it's so important because even more than ever um, in our life now we're, I'm going to talk about my age of 45, um, and I'm still bleeding. But if you are feeling that you're coming into this perimenopause menopause stage, really, this is I mean, not that we shouldn't have been really looking at our cycle all of the time, but perhaps in our 20s we were busy doing other things. But mm-hmm. um, you know. It's, it's really that if we can map out how our cycles are and really start to get an ownership of how we are feeling at different stages in our cycles, this is so powerful in mm. helping with those types of thought processes yeah. because you can actually look at yourself and go, okay, it's just post my um, bleed. I know I'm always slightly depleted, so therefore I'm feeling that depletion and I'm seeing that when I look at myself but I know that I'm about to come into my, um, into the phase where I'm about to come into ovulation. So I'm coming pre-ovulation. Everything starts to, to, to get a bit better. Or I'm just then a we sexy, can... sexy lady. <laughs> so this is <laughs> totally, and you still totally can have anything that you want at that point of ovulation. Yes. And it's just having, you know, and that then can dispel some of that feeling. So we yes. can look at ourselves and go, yeah, I'm not feeling great. And then we can just give ourselves some slack and go, oh my God, woman, you just, you know, shed a lining of a previous month. 
it's going to weigh you down a little bit but that's okay because we're having a clear out here i'm going to drink extra water today and in two days time i'm going to start going on my circulation yes such a good point um but you know this this for me was not like any other cycle and i think Mm -hmm. i think that happens too right like Mm -hmm. it just kind of it's like you see you see some like the, you, you kind of catch up to the aging that's been going on and you just see it through different eyes <laughs> i'm laughing because you do that thing have you been in the mirror and you've gone uh-huh. like you've lifted and then you go oh that's how i used to look yes <laughs> i actually last week was the first time i actually really really got it that facelift thing you know, forever, I'd be like, why would women want to do that to themselves? Like, they always just look pinched or something. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's much better to actually look natural, you know. But then when it's me and I'm actually, yeah, I'm standing in the mirror, pulling back my face, going, Mm. oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I I did a similar thing. um, It must have been quite a few months ago, actually. And I've never used... um, I've never done a particular face care reg- regime. I've, yeah. um, I'm a so, pretty, so what have you used? I don't know, like a bit of almond oil. Yeah. And um, I've washed my face with whatever was, you know, handy in the shower. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I just have not really, I did used to get some stuff that had some exfoliation in it. I don't know. I just have not really spent much time. I never did eye creams. I never did proper, you know, yeah. anything. And then there was a point where I thought, hmm, you might be hitting an A. One actually, I think one of my friends actually suggested, and she knows about this stuff. And she actually said, "There's a point where you go beyond just be able to to get by. You've actually mm-hmm. got to do stuff to help." And I realised that, yeah, I maybe was at that point. And I've yeah. got an amazing friend who does, um, you know, does amazing products. So she sort of sells them, and she looks amazing. And so. I, I literally just got on the bandwagon and started <laughs> doing this regime. And um, I mean, I have to say it was, first of all, it was a real, really interesting because it was the first time I'd spent time giving to myself morning and night like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I is realized- beautiful, right? So, so part of the, the whole beauty regime thing is nurture. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I really acknowledge that, you know, whilst I wasn't one that wanted to be, I kind of pride myself on being low maintenance. So do I. Um, oh, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really want to become high maintenance, but I also realized that it was quite nice to do this because I do my meditation mm. and things like that, but actually mm. to do something for my physical body. Because um, I do rub almond oil into all my, you know, my tummy in that area, but to do it for my face. And it's been interesting. I have noticed a difference by using these, you know, products on my face. That's not why I'm kind of saying it, but mainly because I don't think I'd reached a point where I'd really thought about investing the time in me like Mm. that. Mm. And actually when we get to this kind of age, it's more about us actually slowing down enough to actually have these, these moments with ourselves Mm. And it has caused me to, I'm actually going to be really honest and say that I've dropped it recently because, yeah, 
I wasn't doing great on yeah. keeping it up. But yeah. I was thinking the other day, it was really good when I was doing it. So it's kind of like taking on a practice for yourself. Yeah, and you'll be you back, know? I reckon. You can be back and forth on a practice like that. And, yeah. You know, feel it when you want to. But I feel like, um, yeah, I loved what you said earlier. I just want to circle mm. back to it. Yep. It's more acceptable for a man to age. Like when you said that, my whole body just went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at George Clooney. <sighs> yeah, but look at the classic <clears throat> news desk. You know, you have an older man and a pretty young thing. And she's replaceable. Like, whoop, whoop. as soon as she yeah. gets her 30s (laughs) no I'm exaggerating and generalizing a lot but there's something about women and age that doesn't seem acceptable and and what's that doing to us yeah I think um I know that there's been a lot of sort of news stories of these types of news presenters who have lost their jobs at these stages and it is becoming a lot more documented and looked at but I think you're you know you're absolutely right it's you know the the way in which we look at women in aging is different recently um we had we were talking on um on our Monday evening class and um my husband has sent me through an article that said that there was a new scientific study now done where they've managed to, um, you can have something frozen from when you're in your 20s. I can't remember what it is now. I should pull it up so I can be, I did this on the night. and Now I still can't remember. And it will help you to delay menopause. Mm. And my big thing to him, because he was sending it to me, you know, sort of going, look at this, this is so interesting. I know this will interest you because you're talking to the women about it. Yeah. But I said to him, Do you know what? How dare they think? that I should need to delay my menopause. Yeah, the first question is why? Yes, why? Why? (laughs) And, you know, and it just, and it's very interesting that from a power, I can understand, you know, some women want to have children later and they might want to be, you know, maintaining their fertility and all those things. But still I ask, why? Yes. Like this, this is, it, it is our natural process. And the fact that as a society, we seem to want to um, alter natural mm. processes. Mm. It seems crazy to me. If you think about trees and the way that trees grow mm. and they become more and more beautiful, the bigger they get, the older they get, you know, and they have different aspects to themselves. You just think about, if I think from an English point of view, about a massive oak tree, you might mm. be able to do the same in your own. Beautiful. I know you love your gum. Yeah, because I know you go out and hug trees in the morning. So oh, yeah. you've probably got a few <laughs> trees that you can think of immediately. But on those trees are the markings, whether they're the markings because some kids have come along and scratched on them or they're the markings where, you know, something is banged into them or where a branch has gone round a certain way to avoid something or find better light. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what our body has done. Yeah. And yet rather than standing in awe of this magnificent creature and saying, look at what it's been through and what it's showing, we go, oh my God, that is not right. We need to straighten those branches Mm -hmm. and smooth out all that stuff that's occurred. It doesn't make, I I mean. It's like erase erase the history, make you generic. 
Yeah, and you're so right when you when you were saying earlier about the whole facelift and everyone having this sort of very taut face. It's expressionless. Yeah. And that's what we know that, you know, when you when you have this this surgery, which, you know, if people choose to do that, that is, you know, totally their choice, but yeah. you become expressionless. Yeah. And actually that is part of who you are, is your expression, your ability to show through your face what it is that you know and have learned and who you are. Yeah. And I think as we get older, that, you know, that really plays out more and more. And I often, you know, there are so many women, I think about Helen Mirren. Mm, amazing, you know, powerful. Yeah. Mm. Totally, really owning how she looks. Um, and maybe she has had some... Um, you know, different types of help. Who knows? Who knows? But I just, I feel like when I see her, I see someone who looks very natural. And to me, my, my main aim is to be able to really age gracefully. Mm, gracefully. To work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And aging gracefully is my next thing. Because I think that there's the only way to do it. And I've got to, and, and you know, exactly as you did, when you went through this experience with yourself, you know that it shifted and you came back through. Every mm. time we have that experience, it's an opportunity for us to support ourselves in accepting who we are in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we can't expect to get to a point where it's a non-issue for us entirely. You know, I, th I think we will keep coming to that, those plateaus of happiness with ourselves and having to keep expanding into the new um, and embracing what we've got, you know, rather than kind of going, okay, done, tick, feeling happy with how mm. I look because it's forever changing and, um, and so are we. Um, but I, I, I want to ask you about, you know, I know you have all of Yogi Bhajan's is that how you say his name? Um, wisdom sort of sitting there ready for us to tap into um, about women and becoming more powerful. You were saying something on my deck mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, so on um, last Monday evening, we actually held a ceremony and it was a ceremony to honour the women that had gone through menopause we're oh, going through beautiful oh yeah. my god i just want to pause in that for a moment okay how many women were had gone through we um i feel like we had I feel like we had eight women wow maybe it was <sighs> even a couple more i can see them lined up but i can't count off yeah that's cool. and so we um we had women who had already completed menopause um women who were going through it women who had had hysterectomy and although they were still um still had their ovaries they felt like they actually um really connected more with having gone through that phase because of what had happened to them yeah and that can be it, personal it was, right I, I, well that's how i said it i said really you need to choose if that's your yeah. if that's what's happened um and um it was it was really um really beautiful and what we were actually doing was in the, in the previous times, we've always done this point where we've said it, got, it goes maiden, mother, crone. Now, what, because of the way we're living so much longer now, so we can really um, hopefully expect, I mean, a lot of us hope to, to live up to 100 now. And so, 
even if, you know, however long you expect to be able to live, when we come through menopause, most of us are in between, let's say, 45, 55. It might be that you're 60, closer to 60. But at that point, we don't feel like we are reaching really close to the end of our life. We actually feel in the prime of our life. Yeah. And, um, and that's a very powerful stage. And so the new name that's been brought in for this is MAGA. And we now use this state, um, this word MAGA. And when you use this, basically allows you to really own a stage of life that you're at. And that is that you have had your children, if you had children, you've probably done a lot of studies. So going back before that, you've probably done a lot of study, had children, studied some more. You may have built businesses, several businesses. Maybe you have one. Maybe you've had a really strong career. Maybe you're at the top of your game in your career. You literally come to this point around 45 through to 55, which is actually the 10 years that are the most powerful 10 years of your life. And you can really start to recognize all that you've done, all that you are, and all the wisdom that you hold as a result of this. Now, when we are going through our normal cycle, so when we're cycling through and we're bleeding, it is extraordinary the amount of energy that it takes to be going through this cycle. It's extraordinary how much energy it takes for us to raise children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really? That, yeah, uh, maybe it's just me. Um, uh-huh. and, um, but if we think about coming, so if I'm to think about myself as a 55 year old woman, that's in 10 years time for me, mm-hmm. my youngest will have finished school. Now I am hopefully not going to be really having to hold her in the same way that I'm holding her now. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I won't be bleeding by that time. I won't be going through that. And I won't be looking after my family in the same way that I am. Mm -hmm. I will be able to acknowledge all that I have behind me and all that I know. And I'm then in a state where I can really go, okay, this is me. I'm pretty powerful and I'm ready to, you know, do what it is that I want to do. So you become really, I would say, the way we were talking about it on Monday is really this is where I can see our activists coming in. Mm. These are the women that have the time and the energy to get really activist about the things that's important to them. These are, are, you know, these are are really going to be the women that are going to use their voices to make change. Yeah, so basically these women, these margas, how I see it is, this is the stage of our life where we start to be able to really make an impact in the areas that we feel passionate about. And yes. when you come to think about politics, if you think about, uh, so I always think, you know, normally when you've got women who are really moving powerfully in politics, let's think about Marianne Williamson. At the moment. Yes. Okay. Let's use her because she's a really good example of an awesome woman who's doing amazing things. At, and at the MAGA stage as well. Yeah, and that is exactly right. She is 100% at that MAGA stage. Yeah. And she's got all that energy. Because what we know is that basically as our hormones shift, we start to get less um, estrogen, more testosterone. So we start to shift slightly. That, that need to be at home, to be keeping the home lessened, 
and we're more able to go out and do the things that we want to do. So just to clarify, the estrogen gives us that homely kind of nurturing mothery feel and yeah. less of that testosterone and more testosterone gives us more of a, an urge to go out and share our, our yeah. wisdom, our expertise in the world. That's right. And that's Although very... not everyone will be called to share. No. no, exactly. And that's very pop science. So I just, you know, just to clarify, I'm yeah. not an expert in these fields. And also that our hormones will shift and change as we go through and there'll be other hormones that come into factor. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's definitely what happens as we go through the perimenopause. Yeah. Um, and also it's, it's just that once you stop going, you know, what we do know is that women going through perimenopause and menopause can really, I was talking to someone the other day about it, can feel very tired yeah they can feel very foggy they can feel that they're you know really there's a lot of factors that play around when we start going through these hormone shifts and we do not give ourselves enough credit for this mm. we really just push through and I would like to see women of 45 to 55 beginning to actually really just take stock of themselves during this time. It's actually a time to sort of press. I mean, that's what menopause means. It's just, you just need to just take a bit of a break. And After all that heavy lifting of mothering um, or creating or whatever it is we've been, yeah, really diligently, like without a rest, kind of bringing into the world. That's right. And then we can go on into this marga stage and i see marga stage as being that stage really from let's say 55 through to 70s oh so hang on i thought you were saying marga was 45 to 55 but you're saying no. actually later it's a post menopause so menopausal yeah. phase 45 to 55 and it's yeah. after that which yeah. is the pause after yeah. the pause 55 um, to 70 now, you're saying? Cool. Yeah, 55, 75, where uh -huh. you're still physically um, physically active enough to be able yeah. to go and, you know, be this activist. Because I think, you know, really our bodies, um, if you're a fit and healthy person, you're going to stay fit and healthy for that long duration. Yeah. Really after that 70, 75, you might feel physically, some of us won't, but you might feel physically you need to slow down a bit, but really you've reached that point of crone then. You yes. really are in your wisdom. Yes. That's when really you are in a position to start to be able to share wisdom. People should be reaching out. To you You are definitely at that point the authority on do we do areas. That? Do we do that in our culture? Do we reach out to our crones? Like, No. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I was even thinking about me reaching out to my mother. I don't do that enough. Like, I'm now heading into parenting teens, and I very rarely actually pick up the phone and go, "Hey, mum, what do you? What's your wisdom on this? Um, is it because I feel like I'm parenting so differently, um, like things have changed, or is it because?" Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's got a lot to do with our cultures, the fact that we don't live so closely well, yeah. with each other. Mm. Because normally in other cultures, they're all living together. They're all, there's not a question of asking. It's happening. It's hands on. 
because the the grandmother is involved in the raising of the teenagers. Yes. I just want to uh, come back. There's so much here. But um, firstly, I just want to say the way you just talked about menopause made me very excited about it. And it's not often that you get the message that this is something to be excited about, right? It's a pause and what follows it, that marga stage. Oh my God, it sounds nearly like what we've been waiting for. But meanwhile, we're all aspiring for youth, right? But what youth brings us is insecurities. Like, am I pretty enough? Am I good enough? It's like all this uh, lack. Whereas I, uh, um, I feel like the Marga offers this promise of just letting go of the shit, you know, and I feel it coming. Um, sorry, did you want to comment on that before I get to my next no, point? No, because I, I, I think you just, I just feel, I've felt like that f- forever. I've been very excited about 50. I feel oh. like 50 is going to be a, an awesome year for me. Yeah. Um, I'm always quietly you know, we have to be aware of being in the present moment mm. and actually really honoring the stage of life that we're at and mm. not hankering after something, you know, uh, thinking that something is going to be greater than it is now because no. there's never going to be a greater moment than now. And actually the key to peace is finding acceptance now. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That goes- but I do believe that when our culture has, gives us this idea that what's coming, what's before us, as in aging, is something to be avoided, that's not acceptable, that's actually going to make you invisible. Um, the resistance, like it's so nice. I, I feel like what you offered to those women in your, um, in your ceremony the, that had gone through menopause, I feel like that is such a gift in, on so many levels, like as far as how they, like that, that can shift how they actually experience everything and themselves. Yeah. I, I, I saw it and it's a, you know, we literally, um, you know, at the end of the ceremony, I honored them as the, um, the women that hold the wisdom within our group. Yeah. And you and, go to any tribal society. Mm. And that's what they do, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, what's beautiful, ordinarily, you would hope that there would be a marga or a crone hold that ceremony. Yeah. Um, because really, you, it would be, but we didn't have, you know, because this is all new stuff that we're creating. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm sure lots of other people are doing this. But, it, you know, in our community, this is new. So they just had me. Um, but, you know. <laughs> You're very lucky to have you. <laughs> but um, in the future, you know, these women will be able to go on and do that. And mm. I think it's just a lot of the time we just need recognition. Yeah. And we yeah. just need recognizing that, yeah, you know, and in the ceremony, we even talked about, you know, the gray hair, the, the, the wrinkles on the face, being part of the process that we're honoring. Mm. That is actually a sign. You know, it's, it's, it's an indication. If you don't have it, you haven't been through it. Yeah. And you can't be recognized. So if you are spending your life trying to hold back the years, people will never be able to truly acknowledge who it is that you actually are. Yeah. And 
one of the things that I keep thinking love about that. with this I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things I keep thinking about in this conversation is, you know, we've all had those moments. I have this moment where there's a picture of me on the beach when I'm on my honeymoon and I'm wearing a bikini and I look at myself at 26. I think, oh my God, <laughs> I look amazing. And um, I was really not happy with how I looked. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I was and like noticing this tiny little patch of something and feeling. Yeah, ugly. thinking yeah. my thighs were big or whatever it was. Whatever. Goodness oh. knows. I mean, just the tautness of my stomach was extraordinary. And. Um, <laughs> And so, um, but now, you know, and this is what I mean, like, we have just, you know, you know, if we look at ourselves now in the mirror and think, this is the bit that I always find so empowering. What you are now, if you were to take a picture of yourself now, and in five years time, that five year time self is actually going to go, God, what was I doing thinking I looked old? Do you know, I've noticed, and this is just uh, um, thanks to Instagram, that it can be even a couple of weeks later that I'm less, that I'm less critical. It's actually just in the moment. It's like the, the ego in that moment is just like safety, 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 and bringing our most critical inner voice to the forefront, just trying to keep us away from, you know, anything that could hurt us, such as rejection or shaming or whatever. Yeah, But it's just that, you know, for me, I constantly think, you know, there was a, a quote ages ago that if every woman, you know, stopped worrying about how she looked, a whole industry would go out of business. Yeah, $17 trillion, I, I'm research, my research is showing me. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm telling you, almond oil is enough. Um, <laughs> I've never tried that. I should. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, you know, I just think, this is it. You know, I was thinking about this in menopause. It's an industry. Yeah. It, it's an industry and we're being fed. We're just being fed this and, and it's not showing up. The other stuff is there. The other stuff is in your feed. It just mm. hasn't come into your sphere yet because mm. if you're focusing on the negative about yourself, that's what's going to come through. Totally. The moment you shift and start to look on the positive and see yourself as the empowered woman that you are at the age of 40, 45, 50, Mm. 55 60 onwards the moment everything that you start to see will change and we know this to be true you know in how we look at our partners so it Mm. has to be true in how we look at ourselves Mm. absolutely yeah it's very powerful I mean it's all about thoughts and beliefs Uh, it's our filter Um, which brings me to this really interesting point I want to just throw in here which comes from Mario Martinez, who's, uh, who's written the book Mind Body Code, who I just love, he, um, his field is biocognition. And what that basically means is it's where the biology, so the neurology and immuni- Im- immune system meets the psychology, the thoughts and beliefs that we have and the power of that. And so he studied centenarians, so people who are 100 years mm. and older and looked for similarities between them like this is across cultures because he talks about how much culture has to do with our immune systems yeah. and the culture of shame and stuff like this um 
But he also talked about menopause, which I thought was really interesting. So he found that women in cultures where uh, the maga and the crone were not celebrated and were not seen as valuable suffered really badly with uh, pain, with flushes, with um, yeah, hormone issues around menopause and mood swings and lost their libido, all of it. And in other cultures um, that he found where women were actually, you know, celebrated and put on a pedestal of being the wise woman and the elder to, to go and see and ask questions to, they didn't have, like, they didn't even know menopause was uh, a problem in inverted commas. Like, oh, belief yeah. is what... Yeah starts the biology it's the it's the precursor to your experience what um i teach um aquafit and um and um and, and i take women the aquafit women also come to the gym with me and i do crossfit with them so these are women who are generally over the age of 55 and i have quite a few who are in their 70s they're amazing and um yeah and i love that they're the, following you around like where else are you teaching can i come there too <laughs> It's just so awesome. They were lifting barbells today. So impressive. Oh, I, love I, just, it. I just can't. It's just so impressive. Anyway, I remember once having a conversation with them at the pool. We have, we have such amazing conversations. And one of the conversations I had to them was asking them about their menopause. Yeah. And I said, how was menopause? You know, what was it like? You know, did you, did you all experience hot flushes? A lot of them just, it, it, it wasn't a, a thing. Mm. it wasn't a thing and I'm a lot of these women actually um I'm understanding you know just getting to know them quite a few of them were living um out they've moved recently back into this area so they were living out um what do you call it here and you know they had properties out so they were actually working they were busy they had stuff that they were doing and I um it just occurred to me that their focus wasn't the menopause yes they weren't focusing on it. One of the women actually said to me that she got started to get a hot flush and um, she was in a meeting and she actually went out of her meeting, saw the lady that was in the, um, in the reception and said to her, can you see that I'm red? And uh, the lady said, no, I can't see anything. She said, okay, well, that's all right then. But she, so, and then she just carried on because, and this is what's interesting. I wonder if perhaps some of the times we're too self-focused. Yeah. We've lost sight of our, our visions, our dreams. We are being fed all this information about how we're meant to look and that's channeling where our thoughts are. And that is actually exactly as you're saying, creating a thought pattern of I am less than I should be. And then absolutely, like you say, you experience these symptoms that you're being fed are going to happen. And I think that personally, I think that's what is occurring. Yeah. Whereas if you're just, you know, if you're going through this, feeling okay I know that I'm going to feel have certain things occurring to me during menopause where I might be experiencing sleeplessness I might experience mm. some of these symptoms but it's okay it's part of the normal process that I want to you know embrace as mm. part of my pausing and and when you said earlier I I want to age gracefully mm. is that what you're talking about embracing yeah. Like, what does graceful look like? 
for aging for you? Not fighting it. Uh -huh. yeah, I think it. it's surrendering to what is. Nice. Yeah. Rather than feeling, I, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's another phase that we go through. I feel as women, we go through these constantly. It's another phase, the same as becoming a mother. When I became yeah. a mother, I had to surrender to it. I thought uh -huh. at the beginning, I could control my child. <laughs> Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So I had to now, and and one of I've, have I talked to you to my oh maybe I did talk I don't know my analogy of if you have how you parented yeah will have an impact on how you go through menopause. No, I haven't heard this theory. Okay, I love this it. is a theory. This is a Sagan theory. Okay, um, I love it. Um, so my Sagan theory to this is. If when I when I started parenting, I had I really fought it. So I had my first son. I was 27 years old. I knew nothing about having children. I just wanted to create a happy home to heal my own personal stuff. Uh -huh. And the whole thing was shocking. I really didn't know what I was doing. Breastfeeding was hard. Everything I thought was hard. I got every book that was possible, and I tried to do parenting. Uh -huh. I didn't. I didn't allow parenting to come from me. Uh -uh. I did parenting from my head. Definitely not my heart. Yeah. Now I'm sure there's forward, a lot of women nodding along as they listen. Yeah, to this. yeah because I, you know, I wanted uh, the other thing. This is a great thing. I wanted to achieve parenting. Uh -huh. Success. Parenting yeah, success. I was all over it. I wanted success, which meant. I needed to follow the regime that Gina Ford laid down. My child needed to sleep at this time, eat at this time. Uh, it's just exhausting. It's a battle. A battle. And so then fast forward, you know, however many years until I had my last child and that had all gone out the window. Yes. By my, my last child came into this world and I just, she just had to just fit in. Yeah. And I fed her when I could and I did what I could and, you know, she was lucky when she started, I was thinking about this the other day, when she started on the solids, I just threw her the same as everyone else was eating. It <laughs> yeah. was on the tray. And so different to the first so one. Different. So and different. What I've noticed and what I think I'm understanding is if I think about how my body responded to my first child, I was under stress. I suffered yeah. from anxiety. He was anxious. Yeah. Um, I felt depressed. I went through postnatal depression, all those things. Yeah. Now, what I learned in relaxing into parenting was I didn't have to go through the same thing. Now, if I can take the lessons that I learned raising children and remember how it did not suit me to try and achieve parenting and didn't suit me to try and be the perfect, you know, succeed in this and try and control this. And I can bring that to my present journey going through menopause. Mm. How would those lessons help me? Yes. Those lessons can help me because I can try not to fix this, succeed in this, but allow this. And the women that I see now who come, come to me, who've had babies recently and have just fully surrendered to motherhood. So they're not mm -hmm. trying, the baby cries. They just, yeah, the baby's crying because the baby's going to cry. They don't feel stressed. They don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. They just wait and then see what the child needs. There's no rush. There's no these women are content and happy raising children. I was mm. the opposite. Of that. <laughs> opposite. You until, got there. You just needed four to get there. 
I don't recommend that to anyone as a as a parenting strategy. So you don't need to. You could just let go at number one. Number one, and then you can stop after um, one or two. Although I'm very obviously happy with my obviously, obviously, but, yes. um, obviously. But what I'm trying to say is, how would it be if we could actually look back at how life has been, acknowledge where we've been fighting, mm. acknowledge how our body has felt, and learn from those lessons. We don't need to relearn now. No. We've got, we've had all the lessons. We've, it's time to just actually, what's the word? Consolidate embody. and yeah. embody all of that wisdom. I love that. Oh. And so I feel like we can go, I think for me, that's been the biggest thing is I would like to go through menopause in the way that I learned to eventually parent. Yeah. No, I get I, that. And I, I, I feel like, you know, rather than, getting to the end of menopause and watching another woman do it and mm. go, Oh, I wish I'd done it that way, mm. which is what's happened to me now. When I see some of these beautiful young mothers in my community, I think, Oh, I, I really yearn to go back and, mm. and have that same experience. I think, you know, I can't do that again, but I can do every point from now on in this yes. way. Love it. And graceful it will be. That's, um, that's how to find grace. Now, can I just keep you for a little bit longer? Because I've got another yeah. question. Um, I remember, again, on our back deck, we were talking about this, how it's different for men, this ageing phase. And I think this yeah. really comes back into relationships, smart women, right? Like, because, you know, some of us, when we're at the point we are, um, I'm just ahead of you, but at the point of just about to go through menopause, um, we've been with our men for a, or our partners for a while. Um, and obviously this is a very heterosexual part of our mm -hmm. conversation here. But, um, yeah, so the, the, I suppose that doesn't even factor into it. If we are, if we are a similar age to our partner, it's just that they're going to age, go through different phases to us. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and men definitely go through, I can't think what it's called. There is a name for the male menopause. Mm. Someone said it the other day. It just seems to escape my mind every time I think of it. So I'm really mm. sorry to any men listening. And That's I all right. We're Leos. We only give a shit about women. <laughs> Well, you're a Leo. I'm a Cancer. Oh God, that's right. I always get that wrong. Our birthdays are so I'm on close. a border, but, but I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty close, and I'm willing to take it. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was a really rude comment, and I did not mean it. So no, yeah. it's no, it's nice. Um, uh, so what I was going to say is, I so how I see it is, from what I understand, when we talk about going through menopause, and when we go back, so let's rewind to my pop science. Here we go. So this is what I'm good at. I, I'm not good at sort of giving you loads of intellectual stuff but I can pop culture you into all of this so you can have an understanding absolutely so perfect my pop science for this is here we are as women going through menopause and we have a man walking alongside us so my husband and I are both 45 so what we know is that you generally go through different points of midlife so we have a midlife crisis 40 let's say 40 to 45 is classic mm -hmm. midlife crisis you have another midlife that you'll go through, midlife crisis, that'll hit you around 55. So sort of maybe 53 to 55 is that second point. Now, when we start to go through menopause and we talked about the changes in our hormones, 
that same change occurs for men. So whereas we start to get more testosterone, less estrogen, the man gets less testosterone, more estrogen. We're flipping. Exactly. Now, what does that mean for us in our relationships? And why do so many marriages find themselves ending during this period of our most powerful time, 45 to 55? Yeah, it's true. Well, well, a lot of people put it down to, I'm just waiting till the kids leave home or something like that, which, you know. And I, 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 I get that. I can see that. But I believe and I'll, I, I'll, I think I understand why they've got more balls to do it mm. once this comes. And that is because they've got the testosterone. True. They're not as exhausted raising the kids. They perhaps have completed menopause and they're starting to look at what's coming ahead of them mm -hmm. now for a woman once you get that testosterone you've got less of a pull to be at home and create this nurturing safe environment at that point you're ready to go and travel you're ready to go and experience you're ready to go and build something perhaps that's not children but you might want to start a business or work for a charity mm. it's the opposite for men men at this time want to start coming home so they're actually more content to be at home this is very generalization. It's not going to be for everyone, but yeah. this, this, I've read about this and um, I've, uh, and I read about it through Christian Northrup. So this is yes. um, information from through Christian Northrup. And that really spoke to me because we understand how that is. So that's the point where the woman starts to go, well, I'm ready to go and do this. And the man's like, well, I've kind of done all that. I've been away on my business meetings. I've, you know, yeah. around the world doing this. They've been thing. out and about. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, you know, darling, I, I quite like to just be at home. Yeah. And you immediately see how that can create the conflict. Now, in that point, that's where we, in our relationship, need to have better communication. Yes. Because we need to start to feel safe enough that it's okay for the woman. Maybe she wants to go and do some trips with some people that enjoy art like herself and she goes off and does a little trip and visits a place where she enjoys art and then she comes back or my husband and I talk about maybe we'll go on a trip and he'll do the bits that he wants to do and I'll do the bits that I want to yeah, do. yeah right so like you say it's it's down to really good communication and oh. and boundaries right which is yeah. actually that doesn't work for me I still do want to do this even if you don't that kind That's of right. thing and it's it's amazing how many people of that generation and I know a few because my parents are in that sort of 70s zone how many of the women are going I, I really want to travel and the men are like yeah. I think this will be our last trip and they're like hello <laughs> yeah 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 and I think as well you know one of the things that I think is really important is she said that this is the time when men really need to be given some nurturing roles mm. so a lot of the time when a man comes to the end of his work he starts to lose purpose it, it's very classic um around what well, this is later on so this is kind of man post-menopause mm -hmm. during menopause men will definitely start to have that whole what am i doing why am i doing it start to look at their career choices and maybe question and that can create that wobbliness um post that menopause stage so say we're talking about retirement age now a man can really lose a sense of purpose once they don't have work but we need those men to be going out and teaching we need those men to be in colleges. We need those men to be teaching in universities or to be working in the community and passing on their wisdom. Mentoring. To the young, 
exactly mentoring mm. then they have purpose yeah. they've got the estrogen that will help them to be more and that's the teaching role and that capacity as mentors it frees us up to go and do our stuff and it comes back to that hierarchy of needs is it maslow or something of that of that need to actually feel um like you are passing down your wisdom to get a sense of achievement and yeah satisfaction in life mm. i i think you know this whole conversation i mean i'm sure that many many people listening to this will have you know felt yeah ignited by some of the stuff we're saying will think gosh i feel like that i feel like this and many different thoughts will come in the thing that is very apparent to me is we have to start changing the way we're talking about mm. this next stage of life yeah. there's a, a lot for me that my son is about to leave home in a couple of months he's about to you know he's 18 he's about to go and start his new adventures which takes him to the other side of the world mm -hmm. and as far as I feel inside you know he's leaving home for good mm. and these stages of life that we go through as women which this is heartbreaking grief stricken mm. times for me and there seems to be no conversation about it yeah right and actually in terms of <clears throat> us as women we need to be able to talk about this Mm. This is part of this stage of life that we go through. As women shifting to the Marga, we are letting go of our children. Yeah. They have been who we have built our life around uh, for the last 20-ish years. That's right. And So it's not just that mother terror of your, your child being at the other side of the world and the end of a whole phase of your life it's who the hell am I yes mm. that's what this 10 years is for and then what's ahead of me you know it, it is yeah. not like you know unless you're in graceful women it's not that all that cheery rosy so you, yeah and and like you're saying it's really important for you to feel supported and held and that you can safely process this because otherwise we just we're kind of stuck there aren't we we can't have actually get on with that really powerful phase of our life we get kind of yeah and i i just you know so i think from my own point of view i i just would like more women to start talking about what happens to us at these stages about you know, I mean, and I know it's all changing now because children tend to not leave home for a lot longer, yeah. but that too in itself, these are phases we have to deal with, yeah. you know, you know, the sort of, when do our children become financially independent? Mm. How does that impact you as an aging parent mm. where you want to go on your own, you know, journeys and yet you still have children living underneath your roof? Yeah. There's so many conversations and actually we cannot clear some of the stuff that's going on in our head unless we're talking to each other about it openly and vulnerably. Beautiful. And thus this conversation and your amazing community that you have built, Graceful Women, which just does wonderful things. Yeah. I think yeah, it's probably time we left it <laughs> and, um thank you so much for this amazing conversation i'm starting to feel excited about 
rather than daunted by my next chapters. So thank you. Oh, you should, because you're going to rock it. Absolutely. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's just it. I just think, you know, how many, I always think you've got to have your couple of pinups to look forward to. Yeah. Find the women that are, you know, are your, your pinups. Esther Perel. Yeah, get her, get her there. Make sure she's on your, she's on your iPad somewhere. I'll get a poster on my wall. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's it. We need to have our pinups of, you know, this is how I'm going to age. Nice. This I like that. This is how I'm going to age. I'm yeah. not going to age. I'm not going to age backwards. I'm going to age to this. Yeah. And I'm going to rock it. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Satnam, beautiful woman. Satnam, beautiful. Take care.